very British out of said, not very cricket, huh? <laughs> Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Kill James Bond. I am Alice Caldwell Kelly. Joining me, as usual, are Abigail Thorne and Devon. And we have a very hey. special guest. We have Phoebe Roy. Hello. Phoebe, how's it going? Um, I have the coronavirus. I don't know what's happening. I've got coloured shapes in the corner of my eyes. I haven't been out of the house for almost a week. Let's do this. And, and with that in mind, perfect mindset. Yeah, we mm-hmm, we got mm-hmm. we got you to talk about uh, a, a fever dream movie in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I'm real it's... sorry about this one. Looks, I'm real sorry. <laughs> this is my pick. And it's, I think it's one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yes, it's Stormbreaker, uh, which is an adaptation of Anthony Horowitz's, uh, the first of a series of novels about child spy Alex Ryder. Mm-hmm. Um, did anyone read the, the novels as a kid? Because I definitely I did. did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I read I did. a bunch of them. They're I, great. I, 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 used to get the, I used to get them with a, like a scholastic book voucher. And the one thing mm-hmm. that I remember yeah. about the Alex Ryder novels is that they all had the, the logo of the series on the cover, which is a kind of slouching teen silhouette holding a flashlight. Right, okay. And... Th- mm-hmm. this will this will be referenced in this movie uh-huh. inexplicably um, from the very first frame this film is just like being beaten with a hammer <laughs> did anyone else catch what the very first frame is what's the, what's the very first frame of Stormbreaker? it is in all caps the weinstein company yeah yes it, yes it is Hell immediately yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote let's go Stormbreaker. <laughs> so the idea <laughs> of the... teeth in my nose. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so many of my notes oh. for this film are in written in all capitals. Mm-hmm. Be- that's it's just sort of the movie that we're dealing with. Here. Mine get increasingly um, deranged. The final pages are scrawled on the walls in blood. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. It is worth pointing out that this is technically a film about a child soldier. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Alex, this Alex came out the same year. Soldier. This came out the same year as Casino Royale. The the Daniel Craig Casino Royale. <laughs> yeah, 1967. I know! That, that doesn't seem like it can be 2006. It, it is. This this is this is like dated for 2006. Um okay, so we begin in London at a school where 14-year-old schoolboy Alex Ryder is giving a presentation about how boring and shitty his uncle, his last remaining relative, is. Uh, And this is intercut with his uncle, Ewan McGregor, who is like, I guess, the big draw of this movie. is like, oh, you're going to go and see Ewan McGregor, who's like a big thing in 2006. I remember this this film coming out, and it was Mm. supposed to be like the big kind of Ewan McGregor revival, because he hadn't really been in much like in the kind of preceding years, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's so exciting to see Ewan McGregor again. And uh, (laughs) as I'm sure you're about to tell us, that was a little bit of a that was a little bit of a trick. We got we got we got gaslit by two thousand six. You did. You did. You you, you got gaslit and you got girlbossed because as uh, we're getting this intercut thing of Alex Ryder talking about his uncle Ian. 
uh, and how boring he is. This is intercut with him doing spy shit in Cornwall for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, really Cornwall. badly edited, like yep. so oh. bad. Yeah, there there follows a car chase through Cornwall, which involves uh, at one point a Punch and Judy show being blown up by a Stinger missile. Uh, he has the Ugh. fucking special James Bond custom nonce number plate on the BMW, so it says Ryder because Alex Ryder, Ian Ryder. Yeah. Um, great, sure. And then within the first, I want to say, three minutes of the movie, Ian McGregor is. Uh, Ian McGregor? Ewan McGregor is caught and compromised to a permanent end by the how? episode how arc for this. Explain to me how <laughs> Tell me how this man dies. <laughs> so he's so he's driving along with the radio up, which means that he can't hear the helicopter uh, above him, yep. which then lowers down an inverted Damien Lewis. Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm, Vertical mm -hmm. integration, that's what it's called. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and he does the little Spider-Man thing where he, like, upside down gives him a little kiss on the lips, and then he he shoots Ewan McGregor dead with two pistols. Listeners, when we say it's... he's hanging upside down, we mean that he is hanging from the ladder of a helicopter by his foot. Mm -hmm. His knees yeah. aren't around the rung, it's just like his <laughs> feet are on the rung, and he's just hanging on it with two pistols, and just simply shoots him with a gun. This, this, Which, is, yes. this character's like Incredible. special move Madness. or some shit, because he does it again later. <laughs> like, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are multiple instances of upside-down Damien Lewis in this movie, and when I first saw this, this was the first sign that madness was was about to set in, and I simply wrote down in all caps, "Upside Down Man." Um, That's what they made him do in the audition. They said, "Like, so, so Damien, <laughs> can you go upside down?" And he's like, "Look, absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's pretty much the only thing I can do." <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, he's immediately written out of this movie. He's immediately killed. Um, did any of you catch that, that during like... the car chase, there's a little, there's some seagulls doing a double take, like it's a goddamn Roger oh. Moore film? I didn't catch I that. Know. No. Yeah, I he, know. He, 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 is, he is killed for being too much like Roger Moore. Um, uh -huh. But we see that like he's, he's sort of perennially letting down his nephew, Alex Ryder. And so, in, because he's away doing spy shit constantly, he has to live with his uh, housekeeper, Jack, who is Alicia Silverstone. Wait, um, wait, but first of all, we have to endure a goddamn terrible title sequence. Oh, it's awful. And an awful oh, song. Storm uh, That would have been better than what they got. It's just... <laughs> and I noticed that the screenplay is actually by Anthony Horowitz. He wrote it, it himself. Yeah. Uh, well, don't give up the it's day a job. It's tight man. ninety I mean, minutes. I'll allow it. Like, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, well, I guess. At the very least. But also, watching the title sequence, I was very struck by like some cast they got for this. Yeah. Like, oh some yeah, pretty fucking good actors. I mean, they had uh, they had Bill Nye. We'll in this. get they we'll had, get to uh, Bill Nye. <laughs> Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Uh, Sophie Okonedo. Uh, also, Mickey Rock for some reason. Um, Robbie Coltrane, Stephen Fry. This is yeah. like you have Jimmy some like Carr, also serious actors in here. No, and the, the the abiding thing about this movie is that none of these people remembered how to act. Mm -hmm. oh, we, I don't we'll, know we'll what they did to, to them. 
Well, apart from Andy Serkis, who plays the giant jellyfish. Yeah, that's true. He did that's a true. great job. Yeah, he did a great yes. job. Yeah, yeah, he jellyfish. was fantastic. So, <laughs> the way that we introduce Alex's housekeeper and like guardian Jack is that she has she has gone. Uh, I, I regret to inform you. Oh, you must excuse this rather odd mixture of styles, but I refuse to go entirely Japanese. Mm. <laughs> she, she's <laughs> sorry. She, she's doing. She's making fucking sushi, and she speaks to Alex in Japanese, so that you know that they both speak Japanese. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's it's a bit racist. It's insane. Also, like she's, yeah. she's she's got the headband on. She's like there's she's a fucking sushi. the gong plays. She yeah. Mm. Two thousand six, baby. In any case, yeah. Dead uncle. Yeah, I, yeah, dead uncle. Alex the man is from like, uncle uh, is deceased. Is then she's told, gone, oh, your uncle gone has all died. Japanese, right? But before they start mm. eating, they both say arigato, which is like, <laughs> is that's not what you would fucking say. You say something, you say it's dakimas, but like, what the fuck? How, how is this what you're fucking up? She's prepared a fugu fish. S sitting down to my fugu sushi and just being like, hello, but in ja but Japanesely. <laughs> <laughs> Great, perfect. You're all right, bloody not very, not very British, not very cricket, very British to not be listening to the fucking podcast on the bloody Patreon. And uh, yeah, that's enough of that. If you would like to listen to the remainder of this wonderful episode about Stormbreaker, um, I wish I knew what you could do. I yeah, I wish I knew. I wish I could help you, but I don't. I don't know, other than going to patreon.com slash killjamesbond, all one word, and signing up for like a five or at least a month. I mean, other than that, I, I got nothing for you. Sorry. Oh, come here, you fucking...